Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. My name is Joel, and I got my good friend Mike with me. Hey, Mike, um, I... Uh, Got to hear you the other day in a format that I haven't heard you in in a long time. Now, some of our listeners who have been uh, listening to us for some time might know, or, or maybe you've listened to some of our past archives, you might know that Mike and I used to be on the radio, and uh, it's been you know, probably two, three years since we've done that. But uh, just recently, Mike, I had forgotten all about this, but the radio station was having a share and they invited you to be back on there. And I got to hear you on the radio, and man, that was... It was just kind of surreal because, you know, I hear your voice a lot here as we talk on our program. But to hear you on the radio again after a couple of years, uh, that was pretty awesome. Hope uh, Was that an enjoyable experience for you? It was nice, Joel. It, it had been two and a half years since I had been on the radio. Um, and I think doing these podcasts uh, sort of kept me a little bit in shape. It was pretty strange <laughs> at first. We were doing a, a fundraiser, a share for the Christian radio station, and uh, I did uh, a few hours the first day and, and maybe more like five hours the following day, and that felt a lot more comfortable, like I, w- I was back in the flow. But uh, the radio is a funny thing. It, it's like riding a bike, but if you haven't done it for a while, you can be a little bit out of shape. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounded good. It's, it was really good to hear you on the radio in a kind of a different format than what I've been used to hearing you. By the way, uh, we've been doing this program, Growing in Grace, uh, since uh, the beginning of the year 2005, it's now almost the end of 2008. So it's been a good three and a half years, Mike, that you and I have been doing this. We're almost at 160 programs, and uh, we thank our listeners for taking the time that they do, just, you know, 14, 15 minutes per episode and uh, hearing what we have to say and joining in on the conversation, if you want to, by uh, by getting a hold of us, and, and we'll uh, let you know how you can get on on that on the end of our program. Hey, you know, we were talking last time, Mike, about... You know how in Christ we have made a confession. It's, it's a confession of faith. It's, it's, it's an agreement with God that Jesus is Lord. It's an agreement that the finished work of Jesus Christ was sufficient to provide for our salvation. And uh, as the book of Romans says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And, and as we've talked about plenty of times on our program here, Mike, that's what's needed in order to be saved, the one confession of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just think it's amazing how complicated <laughs> we tend to make it sometimes in our Christian life, adding all kinds of other things other than the one simple confession of Christ. Well, I had a note in my Bible, Joel, and, and I don't know who writes these things. <laughs> Maybe God put them there uh, in the margin. I, I don't know. But uh, they, they have a comment here, because I'm looking at uh, Romans chapter 10. What does it say? The word is near you, uh, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then the note down here says, uh, Oral confession declares, confirms, and seals the belief in the heart. And I, I believe Jesus back in one of the Gospels, said that out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. You know, for years, I've been pretty dogmatic about a lot of different things before I came into a greater understanding of grace and righteousness by faith. I had some real strong opinions, and I thought people had to believe this way or no way at all, or they they had to do it this way or no way at all. And, of course, grace has opened my mind up to all kinds of different different things. In fact, uh, I've said this before, but it seems like the more I learn about God, and the, the real truth of his word and, and, and the, the real message of grace and his unconditional love. The more I grow in this, the more I learn about it, it seems like the less I know. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, some things that I, I felt so sure about, uh, at least in my own opinion, I don't know sometimes anymore, Joel. I, I don't pretend to know. If, if I'm not sure, I'll just say I'm not sure. But, and sure, I still have opinions on some things, but even when it comes to something as fundamental as, as somebody believing in Christ, having the born-again experience, becoming a Christian, placing their faith in Him, we sometimes think that it has to be done a certain way in order for people to come to Christ. You know, like I grew up as a child watching Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And so in the evangelical movement, that sort of became the way that people would come to Christ, right? Because they, they would come forward or somebody would lead them through the, the quote-unquote sinner's prayer. Uh, I think there could be quite a, a number of ways that somebody with their heart comes to Christ and places faith and trust in him. Now, confession is, is just sort of a, an outward expression of that faith that's inside of the heart. I think sometimes there are people who maybe get a little judgmental sometime, even about how we place our faith in Christ. Yeah, there's lots of different ways that people look at it. People can become indeed dogmatic about about the way that they view things. But I think you're right that just because uh, it's been done a certain way, like with the Billy Graham Crusades, a big deal I think it has been made uh, in those with uh, making a public confession. I know that as I came to Christ... I didn't say the sinner's prayer. I didn't do it in public. Uh, somewhere along the line, I just believed uh, in my in the conversation that, that might have come out of my mouth. It might have just been straight from my heart without words I'm, uh, coming out of my mouth. I'm not sure. But I essentially agreed with God that what Christ had done was sufficient. I believed upon the finished work of Jesus Christ. And and it wasn't even necessarily in these words that I'm talking about here, but somehow I believed and I confessed that Jesus was Lord. I believed in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and I was saved and born again. And, and I know that many people have different experiences, but the, the main thing is that with the heart, a, per, a person believes in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter uh, no matter what way that happens to strike them in their in their heart or in their mind or in in the way that they express it. Well, and a few verses down from that, where uh, you confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and you'll be saved. And then in Romans ten thirteen, it says, "Whoever," and I think it's quoting an Old Testament scripture here, "Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved." I think that comes from the book of Joel. What a dumb name for a yeah, book, I know. Huh, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumb name. <laughs> and, There's and no book so, of Mike. 
So how how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And Paul makes some some great points here, but kind of going back to what we were talking about last week, Joel. We won't get into everything we discussed last week, but this is kind of where we left off. We're gonna, one of the great burdens that I had growing up as a Christian. I'm, when I say growing up, I mean from the time I was a child until I hit my 30s and and heard the Grace Walk message. Uh, one of the great burdens I carried around with me that just always weighed me down was confessing my sins. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, being a Christian, because this is what I was told uh, from 1 John 1, 9, which we'll talk about here real quickly in a second. I, I was told that, you know, it, you're, you're forgiven now, you're, you're a believer, you know, you've got eternal life, you're saved. But if you sin, that could cause a problem. So uh, make sure that you confess all your sins to God, and you'll be forgiven. And I thought, well, that, that sounds like a pretty cool deal. You know, it's always good to be forgiven if you make a mistake. It made sense. And so I was always going back and asking God to forgive me for this or that. And sometimes it wasn't even for a particular action, but it was sometimes just for my own slothfulness, not feeling like I, you know, if I only read five chapters of the Bible a day, <laughs> my goal was to read ten. So I felt guilty about that, and I would ask to be forgiven. And, and so, you know, the, the list went on. There was, it was an endless list. And, and so I realized from time to time that I, wasn't con- I couldn't have been confessing every single sin and every single thought that I was doing wrong. And then you start wondering, well, what does that mean? So then you sort of pray the generic, almost like the sinner's prayer all over again. And you've seen it in churches all over wherever you go, where especially in evangelical circles where people are invited to come up front and, and sort of rededicate their life. Well, I've done that quite a handful of times. And, and uh, well, you get up feeling all good again, and then you go out and try and perform, and, and you know you're always falling short. And you start wondering, where am I really at with God? And and that is not a place of peace like what we were talking about last week. Yeah, life in Christ was was never meant to be that kind of a burden. I mean, Christ came to set us free. He didn't come to put us into bondage. And one of the bondages, like what you're talking about, is the bondage of always having to confess everything. And you mentioned First John one nine, and I know I've I've looked at that uh, in, in various ways as I've come to uh, grow in, in God's grace. And one thing that I've come to see, no matter how a person really interprets that verse, uh, is that it's meant to be a thing of grace. You know, if you, you know, confess with your mouth, or if you, you know, confess your sin and, and all this stuff, it's meant to be, no matter how you look at it, an act of God's grace. Not that we have to feel a burden to confess, 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 and to keep on confessing everything all the time. It's not meant to be a burden. Confession, even the confession that we make of the Lord Jesus, not meant to be a burden. It's it's because of God's grace. And we have taken this one verse and built up all kinds of legalistic doctrines around it. And like you say, we make these lists, uh, not even intentionally, just of all these things in which we're falling short, feeling that we need to confess 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 when really the confession that we need to make is 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 one that we've already made we've confessed the lord jesus christ and and because of that one confession we've been saved and and we've been sprinkled clean our bodies have been washed you know the body of sin has been done away with as one uh, verse in the bible says and because of that you know we can maybe get into well actually we're running out of time here but uh some uh, scriptures from uh, some verses from Hebrews 10 talk about how we can have a heart drawing near to God with a true heart and full assurance of faith. 
having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You know, not not having to live with this consciousness that we're of worrying about sin and evil all the time, but knowing that the the confession that we made, our confession of hope in Christ, is a confession of a person who is faithful to us, and, and it's not meant to be a burden. I think that's really the point I'm trying to make here. Well, and I, I think that we could probably spend some time uh, on one of these programs, maybe next time, Joel, where we, we talk a little bit more about this uh, sin consciousness versus a righteousness consciousness. We've talked about the fact that we are righteous. Our spirits have been completely renewed, and we're, we, we become like God again. We've inherited this righteousness. It's a gift from God, and, and uh, I, I think that's something that would be fun to talk about. But, you know, James said, confess your sins one to another, so there's really nothing wrong with confession in and of itself. It's just that as a believer, you don't have to confess to be forgiven. You already are forgiven. You're holy. You're righteous. You're right with God. And so there's no need to confess to be forgiven. But sometimes it can be used as a release because uh, it's, it's sometimes just not a good thing to bottle things up. And even things that have nothing to do with sin. There are some things you're carrying around that you just need to talk to somebody about. If you can find a, a confidant or somebody that you can trust where you can go one-on-one and, and just let some things out and, and release that because that, that can be healthy. Yep, indeed. So, you know, kind of bottom line for me, just as we're thinking out loud here on some of these things today, is that confession, no matter where you see that word in the New Testament, no no matter where you see that, it's meant to be something that's a gift. It's not meant to be something that's a burden. It's uh, it's something that... um, is is really an act of God's grace. It's it's a part of God's grace. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> this one went quickly, Mike, as they always do. It's been good chatting with you again, and and indeed, there's so many things that we can pick up on here next time. So stay tuned for uh, growing in grace next time as we pick up on some of these things. I'm Joel, along with Mike. We do invite you to check us out at graceroots.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll be back again with you next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.